Guys, I am so excited for our next guest. She needs no introduction, but I'll give her one anyway. On Laguna Beach, she taught us every day is a fashion show. Now she's the CEO of Love Wellness. Lo Bosworth, thank you so much for coming on Nostalgia and Now. Of course. Hi, Kelly. Uh, I, I've been like following you on Instagram for years. <laughs> And I finally was like, who is the person behind this? (laughs) Well, thank you for giving you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Thank you for giving me a shot. I appreciate it. Of course. 100%. So I wanted to say congratulations for the feature in New York Magazine. I read it. It was really well done. And it's really cool. Even driving through Nashville, once I saw a love wellness billboard and it just, it's exciting to see someone who I kind of grew up with in a way be able to make a big impact and not, not a like, nor, maybe not normal is not the right word, but it's not clothes. It's not jewelry, no shade to people who do that, but it's a very different space. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm, I feel so, uh, grateful and, and, blessed to have, you know, built the company, um, that I have up until this point. I think one of the things about my role on the show is that I was always kind of different. I don't know. (laughs) Um, one of the, I don't know if I've ever told this to anybody. I can't remember, but, um, something that I don't talk about a lot is that when, you know, MTV first came to Laguna and they were interviewing all of the kids, I was like, I'll do the show, but it's, it cannot be about me. Like I refuse okay. to have storylines, anything like that. I was like, so if you want me to like be the friend, ask people about what's going on, I'm happy to do that. But I do not want like my life, my actual life to really be a part of this. <laughs> and so I think that was one of the differentiating factors for me from day one. And I think in terms of how I've been able to move on from the world of reality TV, it's definitely been to my benefit. So I didn't, I made that decision in a vacuum when I was young because I was just uncomfortable with the idea of people knowing private stuff about me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just was, you know, 15, 16 and still coming into myself and didn't want my parents to see things on television and things like that. But, um, in many ways, I think it has, um, helped me be able to cultivate a life for myself after reality TV that is more on my own terms. So yeah, when I think about love wellness, um, and my sort of path as a business owner and entrepreneur, I think it's just another example of sort of thinking outside of the box to Mm -hmm. a certain degree. I mean, I love clothes. I love makeup. (laughs) I love jewelry, but that stuff, um, you know, typically when you see, uh, you know, I'll use this term casually, celebrities um, doing that kind of stuff. Some brand or licensing company has come to them and said, hey, you know, we want to do this with you. And basically we want to hire you and we'll give you, you know, a title or whatever um, at this quote unquote business. But typically it's another company that is already established, you know, with manufacturing logistics, all of these things coming to an individual and saying, Hey, we, we want to plug you into this piece of the puzzle here. And we want to create a clothing line for you, or we want to create makeup for you or whatever. And with love wellness, um, I'm an, I'm just like an entrepreneur at heart and I'm fascinated by consumer products. I think I would have ended up in a space like this no matter what I did when I was younger and product development is just 
so exciting for me and brand building is so exciting for me. And so I took great pleasure in starting something that was, um, different and Mm -hmm. that not, uh, sort of a plug and play type of business and no shade against any of those things. There's amazing businesses that are plug and play businesses that are, you know, proven successes and you can just repeat them over and over again. And in America, there's something to be said for that capitalism. Right. Um, but for me, I just take great personal pleasure in, in building something. I love that initial stage of what is it? How do I make it? And then, um, you know, my team comes in and helps me create that like long-term vision and that sustainability aspect to, you know, a, a growing and developing business. That's awesome. So you've actually worn a lot of different hats, not only as an entrepreneur, but you were kind of a podcaster before podcasting was huge. You're an author, of course, you know, reality TV. Was there ever a moment where you were kind of, you know, nervous to really get into that entrepreneurial mindset because you were nervous what people would think maybe about that? Not really, to be honest with you. Um, I've always been the type of person that just goes out and does what I want. And like I said, I'm an ideas person and I like to bring things to life. And so I'm happy to wear many hats and to try out different things because it keeps my brain stimulated and it makes me happy. When I was a little kid, I remember, you know, my family would tease me a little bit. They're like, you can never decide like what it is that you like to do. It's ballet this day. It's running the next day, whatever. And I was like, you know, doing all these things actually just fulfills me. (laughs) It's, it's not that I am indecisive necessarily. It's just, I have an experience. I enjoy it. And then I, I move on or I stick with it. You know what I mean? And so for me, I think the different hats that I've worn up until this point have been really helpful in terms of um, establishing building blocks. I've taken experiences from everything that I've done um, and applied it to my current business to help it be really successful. Right. And yeah, I did podcasts for years. It was, it was so fun. Um, and in a lot of ways I learned how to tell a story through podcasting and, Mm -hmm. Um, I got, you know, highly skilled at, um, you know, speaking to the media and figuring out how do I want to represent myself and communicate effectively. So, you know, every experience has been very worthwhile for me, I would say. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, I was lucky enough. I was able to ask just Steven if he was nervous to be an actor because of Laguna Beach. So that's why I was curious. If you were kind of nervous, people would still think of you as you know, just kind of not just, but low from Laguna type thing. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely something that, um, has been something I've always tried to overcome, right? right. So from that perspective, definitely nervous about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reality TV stigma <laughs> that just sticks to you like glue, <laughs> no matter what. Um, and I think that, for anyone that has been on any kind of reality show, but doesn't have a life in entertainment, you always hope to be recognized or acknowledged for, you know, the other things that you do in your life and not that period of time where you did this one thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's challenging, uh, to sort of shake yourself out of that mold. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, my fridge is beeping. I will be right back. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. I just hear it beeping. One second. <laughs> Never mind. It's not the fridge. <laughs> just 
construction and it sounds like up for the fridge. No problem. Apparently, whenever I cook, my fire alarm goes off. So that's exciting. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> so to pivot kind of back to Laguna, I know you guys recently did a reunion. Um, did you ever expect people to kind of still care after all these years? <laughs> Honestly, no. <laughs> reunion was really fun. There were some people that I haven't seen in so long. I've been in New York for nine years and I mean, that's, it's a meaningful part of my life. And so to be able to reconnect with everybody was just so much fun. And yeah, I honestly, listen, I know that there's super fans of every kind of show. I'm super fan of, you know, thing X and Y. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit surprising to me for sure. <laughs> but I I think in general it was fun and I was really happy that everyone participated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it wouldn't have been as meaningful if certain people decided not to join or whatever. And so I think it's just really fun that we were able to collectively like ag- agree to do something <laughs> and make it happen. Now you've been in New York for nine years. You just said, I am an East coaster at heart from Massachusetts. What is it about New York that you love so much? And I guess what's the difference. I know there's a lot of differences between West coast and East coast, but what are some noticeable differences for you? You know, I think, um, and I talked a little bit about this in the New York magazine article. I think, you know, reality TV can be really challenging, um, Mm -hmm. when you participate emotionally and just, with, you know, how the internet and media is these days, you know, it's, it's just hard. You know, you go from being a normal person to people knowing you and feeling like they can talk about you and say things to you. And for any human, that is a challenge. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think part of why I moved to New York was that I was trying to create a new life for myself um, because, you know, the, the side effects of being a, a public figure, at least for me, were really challenging. You know, I don't like it when people come up to me on the street. It took me years to sort of become okay with that and figure out how to handle the situation. Um, so I think I was really looking for a new life to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love New York because you can be anybody here and you can do anything here. And it's actually a really friendly city, despite the reputation of it being, you know, uh, really tough Um, because because the city is a tough place to live. You know, we live in these tiny apartments and everything is really expensive. It's like (laughs) you have to really learn how to cultivate um, who you are as a human and be willing to build your own uh, family of friends here and people that you can really rely on because life is hard here in these little 300 square foot apartments. You know, the city provides you with so much, so much energy, so much culture, so much diversity, so much food, but you know, you pay for it from a lifestyle perspective and, you know, homesickness is real and, um, it, it can be, a, it can be a tough place. You know, I remember when I first moved here, you know, cabbies would yell at me and I would go into coffee shops without cash and they were cash only. And I'd feel so embarrassed. And, you know, it's, it was like a little like a culture shock here, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, 
you you really learn how to both toughen up in New York City and um, get in touch with your emotional side and like what you really need to thrive. And you become really comfortable communicating that to the people in your life, you know? Um, and if you can't do both of those things, then New York is not for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you have to be able to live on both ends of that spectrum. I was dealing with the cold. <laughs> I don't really mind the cold, honestly. <laughs> um, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all, to be honest with you. I actually, the only thing about the cold is that it gets so dark so early here. And so everybody is seasonally depressed here <laughs> at three 30 in a November. It's like, Oh my God. Um, but I love the snow. I think it's like beautiful and special. So the cold does not really bother me at all. So I had some people ask some questions and somebody actually brought up a good point. You're kind of like an OG in the Pinterest blogging, blogging, how did you have like the foresight to see influencing content creation in your career? I don't know. I just decided <laughs> to do it. Um, yeah, I, I honestly have been asked that question before. It was not um, really specific or calculated early on, to be honest with you. I think in a lot of ways, it's a mix of luck and just the desire to express myself and you know, a big part of it too was I quickly learned that I could make a living off of creating content. Um, and so those early days, you know, it was not that challenging to connect with brands and to be able to put deals together. It was still the wild, wild west back mm -hmm. then. It's nothing like it is today. Um, but I think I just quickly realized that there was an opportunity here for me to um, support myself and express myself simultaneously. And that was really appealing. One of my friends actually said, one of your love wellness products really helped change her life. What is that like hearing something like that? Because you are so involved and you're not just kind of like the face of a brand. You're very involved in it. Yeah. Well, I started the company because I was dealing with my own health issues. I had really severe vitamin deficiencies um, and it was affecting my life in ways that I could never have imagined. And I didn't know for a long time that I had these vitamin deficiencies. I went searching for the root cause for you know 18 months before I figured it out, but I was dealing with depression, with anxiety. I was at the OBGYN all the time and kept having like recurrent infec infections. And it all um, came down to vitamin deficiencies and uh, really needing like a gut health reboot. And I mean, everybody could use a gut health reboot at this point in time. Think about it. It's 2021. How many antibiotics have you taken in your life? How many OTC pain medications, all the preservatives in your food, all the chemicals in your food. Think about all the stuff that you are literally putting into your body that is disrupting your gut microbiome without you being aware of that. Mm -hmm. and like that has really like come into focus in the past couple of years, um, in the scientific community. And then, um, you know, just as individuals and as consumers, we realize that we have like a, a huge gut health problem <laughs> just because of what it means to live, uh, in our modern world. And so the fact that we can create solutions for people that are so dynamic, 
Um, but simple is really, really exciting. And it, what it's really the motivating factor for me to continue to move forward every single day. I would say that one of the things that we do really well at Love Wellness is innovate. Um, you know, we create original, unique products that really work. And that is always been my priority and always been my focus because as a consumer myself, I went through the same experience as everybody else who has, you know, like low grade chronic illness in that you try all these different things, but you can't find solutions. And overwhelmingly that's because in the United States, a lot of the legacy brands and products um, treat or mask symptoms and they don't um, treat root causes. And we also have an issue with just identifying and treating root causes in this country. You know what I mean? Like you have a, you get chronic headaches. The doctor's like, take pain medication. You know, they're not trying to figure out why you're getting chronic headaches unless you're going to some kind of specialist or, you know, you really, you know, you see the doctor three times for the same issue or you go to a naturopath or whatever. It's like, treat the symptoms, not, not the cause. And, um, we take the opposite approach at love wellness and, you know, we do it with natural clean ingredients that people have been using for thousands of years. Um, and it's just really special to be able to do something that is safe and effective and really life-changing for a lot of people. Like it, I, my mind is kind of blown every day, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's awesome though. It means you love what you do, which is really, really important. I am almost 30. I am not good at vitamins. I'm not good at any of that. If I was to start Love Wellness, I've tried Sparkle Fiber, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. But what would you suggest to someone who's trying to become healthier? Sure. So we were actually, my team and I were talking about um, creating a starter kit the other day. So we're like actively working on that with our logistics team. So I think that the right starter products are um, Sparkle Fiber is one of them. I think that um, Good Girl Probiotics is a great starter product. And I think Daily Love, which is our multivitamin, is also a great starter product. Because like I said, um, a lot of people have like an underlying gut health issue. Nine out of 10 Americans have a vitamin deficiency, but don't even know that they have a vitamin deficiency or they don't know what the vitamin deficiency is. So I think trying to approach and improve your baseline health and digestion is a great place to start because the gut is the home of the immune system. So if you improve your gut health, your health all throughout your body is going to improve. So daily love is our multivitamin, right? It's 25 vitamins and minerals. It's full spectrum. We do not believe in the less is more approach when it comes to multivitamins and a lot of these like new vitamin companies make a multivitamin with 11 vitamins and minerals in it. And, uh, you know, science does not, um, agree that that is the right way to approach multivitamins (laughs) at all. I think it's really just a cost saving task, uh, tactic, uh, mixed with good marketing. Um, so take a multivitamin, they really are beneficial. And you do want to take a multivitamin that is full spectrum, whether it's a love wellness multivitamin or something that you get a whole foods or whatever, take a multivitamin that is full spectrum, but daily love is a great starting point for that. And then, um, good girl probiotics, which I mentioned is one of our probiotic formulas. Um, and we're doing some expansion when it comes to probiotics, that's still 
very quiet, but um, in the coming weeks and months, you'll see some newness there. Good Girl Probiotics is a really unique probiotic. It was one of the first intimate care probiotics for women. And I created it because I was dealing with these like chronic issues. And like I said, the gut is the home of the immune system. And there's a gut vaginal connection, a gut brain connection, all of these different microbiomes are connected to the gut. And so if you don't have enough good gut bacteria, um, there's not going to be able, there's not going to be like enough, um, power to uh, populate these different microbiomes with good bacteria either. And so good probiotics helps to support vaginal tract health and urinary tract health. Um, so it's a great way to um, kind of uh, manage intimate health on a day-to-day basis. And then um, Sparkle Fiber is such an incredible product. Like people don't realize how critical the digestion, the digestive system is to overall health, but it does so much for the body, right? It um, gives you all the nutrients that you need. It detoxes, it flushes things out. It's like (laughs) the digestive system is incredibly important. And so making sure that it is optimized or, um, functioning as best it can, um, is really important to overall health. Right. And so sparkle Mm -hmm. fiber is a great way to help the body support its natural detoxification system and process. And 50% of women do not get enough fiber in their diets every single day is like staggering how much fiber you need versus how much people are getting. Um, and even if you make an effort, even if you buy a lot of fruits and vegetables, like a lot of it goes uneaten. And so we wanted to create a fiber supplement that was, um, green veggie fiber. So different like green vegetables mixed with digestive enzymes and they come in capsules versus like that gross old school, like orange powder that you put into water and you drink, which is like to me foul. Um, so we decided to create fiber capsules, which are easy to swallow and build into your routine every day. And by increasing fiber, you're going to the bathroom more, but you're also, um, helping, uh, your body detox. And when basically fiber acts like a broom as it moves through your digestive system. So imagine all the stuff that it's like cleaning out with it. You're going to see clearer skin. You're going to have less water retention. You're going to be full for longer. Your energy is going to improve. Fiber is a miracle supplement nutrient that most people are not getting. And so I would highly recommend taking that every single day. So those are the three that I think are like good starter products for anybody who's interested in love wellness. Sorry, I just went on like a 20 minute rant. (laughs) No, to be honest, I just learned so much. I'm like, yeah, I probably have all those issues. You just said. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's surprising. You know, there's, there's just a lack of good information out there. But when you, I think the biggest aha moment for a lot of our customers is the realization that living in modern times is like not really helping our bodies. <laughs> so how can you help your body? Right. Yeah. So just that connection, that light bulb going off can be totally life-changing. For sure. For sure. Um, another thing somebody asked, they, we, they love watching you cook on your Instagram and your healthy meals and the quick healthy meals. Would you ever consider like a cookbook or anything like that? Yeah. You know. Um, I have been talking with my team about 
what the publishing world looks like for me in Love Wellness as we kind of move forward. And um, I have a couple ideas that I'm working on right now. And I would really like to create something that is kind of a plan to help people get back on the road to wellness and recipes would definitely be a big part of that. Um, because I do love to cook. And what's interesting is my, my cooking content always performs the best. If you're looking at like data and analytics, right? Well, people, people love to cook with me on Instagram. It's really fun. And it's a passion for me. I love food. Um, I love to eat. And so being able to share that with people, I think would be really fun. What's your favorite thing to cook or favorite thing to eat? I love to roast a spatchcock chicken. So I don't even know what that is. (laughs) So it's a method of roasting a chicken or a duck or, you know, whatever. Basically you take a whole whole chicken, you cut out the spine. Sorry, this is getting graphic. You cut out the spine with kitchen nut with a kitchen scissors and you open the bird up and kind of flatten it on a sheet pan. And, um, it just roasts beautifully much more quickly than like a typical roast chicken. It cooks really evenly. It's just very, very easy to do. And then you can throw a bunch of vegetables on the sheet pan, just roast it all together. And it's like a one sheet meal, one sheet pan meal. That's perfect. Now, I know you also post a lot of your workout stuff. What are your top workout songs? Oh, gosh. I don't even know because I do the class by Tiran Toomey and the instructor always creates the playlist. Okay. So that's a really hard question for me to answer. But when I ride on my Peloton, I love a country music ride. I love a Britney Spears ride. (laughs) I'm... I'm like very like typical girl in America, top 40 (laughs) kind of listener. (laughs) I'm the same. I do not judge at all. I love Taylor Swift, Brittany. I love them all. So no judgment at all. Now, going back to your New York Magazine interview, I was kind of, I guess, surprised at how you felt you were portrayed in like certain scenes and things like that. Was there a specific moment that aired where you were kind of like, oh, that's not what happened? Or was it kind of just your overall experience? You know, with Laguna Less, you know, one thing on the hills that people still DM me about, they're always like, you're so mean to Audrina. I was like, yeah, I really wasn't. Just the editors had a field day, you know, cutting scenes together. Um, So I think that that is sort of the one thing that was, not reflected, not reflective of real life. That still kind of irks me. (laughs) I felt like I got totally thrown under the bus for, uh, you know, not being very nice to her, but that was just never the case in real life at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just decided to totally fabricate a storyline. But what's what's interesting is that once they create a storyline and it tends to kind of like play out in real life because people's feelings get hurt, you know, they're like, what, what you said, you said this about me, you didn't, you know? So I would think, I, I think that that's one thing that I saw play out on TV. And I was like, this is totally false. <laughs> now I've spoken to other reality stars. who have been on like real world, the challenge. And they said in a way they've almost at moments lost a sense of self. Did you ever have moments like that? Or were you always just like, no, this is who I am. Mm, I think because of how I approached the job from the very beginning in that I chose to not really participate in sharing a lot of my personal life. Um, 
I, I, I was always kind of comfortable with my position and who I was to a certain degree. Like in a certain way, I was like, I'm kind of in on this joke a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I never really lost my sense of self, to be honest with you. I think I was so young when I did the show that I was figuring out who I was through the experience. So it's hard mm-hmm. to say that like I, you know, lost my sense of self. If anything, it created who I am. Right. And that's one thing I always try when I do my recaps. I'm like, they were like 18 to 24. I did a lot of dumb stuff. It just wasn't on camera. So Uh, it's really important for people to remember that. Now, as we start to wrap things up, what moments are you happy were caught on camera? If I'm sure you don't go back and rewatch Laguna, but if you could... What's a moment that you would rewatch? I think it's just like the joy of childhood and, you know, friendships and first moments and things like that. You know, for me, high school was a really happy time. I know that's not the case for a lot of people, um, but I was really carefree um, and had a super privileged life, which I recognize and acknowledge And I was just happy. You know, I didn't have a lot to worry about. My life got much more complicated as I got older, way more challenging as I got older. Um, And so I think for me, you know, being able to go back and just see myself living with reckless abandon (laughs) as a naive person um, is really special. You know, it's just being able to sort of like embrace your childhood. Now, there's a question I ask every cast member that I've been lucky enough to interview. What is a moment where you were kind of like, wow, this is a big deal? Whether it's Laguna Beach or the Hills, probably more Laguna than the Hills. But um, a lot of them say like VMAs was a big moment. But I'm curious what yours was. Oh, yeah. You know, we were at the VMAs once when Taylor Swift won, you know, song or album of the year. And then Kanye West got on stage and was talking about Beyonce. (laughs) We were at that VMAs and I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I was like in the audience watching it live. (laughs) And who knew that it would be such a pivotal moment in pop culture at the time? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that's something I'll never forget. And the (laughs) drama that came from that. (laughs) Yeah. You were there for it. You were there for the beginning of the rivalry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if you could go back to 18 year old Lo, she just got her car for graduation, all this stuff. What advice would you give her? Um, you know, no advice to be honest. Okay. The fun part of growing up is figuring it out. And I think foresight can, uh, inhibit you inhibit your growth to be honest with you. So yeah, I don't think any advice. That's actually awesome. For me, I'd be like, don't post everything on Instagram at all times. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of my favorite questions, there are actually two favorite questions I like to round things off. Backstreet Boys are in sync because that's very important, I think, in the realm of everything. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I think I was more of a Backstreet Boys girl. Okay. But a big Justin Timberlake fan. Okay. All right. It's acceptable. We can still be cool. Don't worry. (laughs) And then are there any specific looks that you miss from the 2000s? Like for me, I miss the chunky highlights and like the skateboarder shoes, like the Etnies. Is there anything that you kind of wish you could bring back? Those funny rock-a-dog sandals. (laughs) (laughs) 
actually had a dream about those sandals a couple of nights ago. So maybe that's why I'm saying that because <laughs> everything else, I mean, those were tragic, um, but they, but it would be kind of fun. You know, in a certain way, I feel like, you know, the chunky sandal has come back in the last year or two, just not the specific rocket dog style. <laughs> but you can find a chunky sandal on the internet. Yeah, even like the big sunglasses are coming back, the flare jeans. I'm, I'm ready to embrace the flare jeans again. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. We're big fans of you on the podcast in the Laguna Beach sphere. And yeah, just thank you for coming on and talking. I know that you're busy and yeah. Thanks, Kelly. This is really fun. I hope, I hope the episode turns out good and people like it. <laughs>